Thank you all so much for watching. This is Corey from CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com, and I just saw Marriage Story, written and directed by Noah Baumbach. Caught this movie at home on streaming in Net on Netflix. Um, I would say that this movie was a good Netflix experience. It didn't have anything that needed like the big screen. It wasn't big special effects or you know anything that sort of like rose it to the level of wanting to have like that you know IMAX experience, for instance. But like, it, I I found that part of the film was lessened by the fact that, you know, I'm sitting around with uh, Roberto and Rachel and we're watching the movie and as we're getting into it, there's a little bit of discussion. It sort of covers up the beginning of the movie. Um, it The benefit of the theater, I think in the case of this movie as opposed to it being on Netflix where I think most people are going to watch it, is the fact that you're kind of shut off from conversation and doing other things and stopping and moving i mean like i watched this movie we started watching it out in the living room and then when it was time for bed i came in and i finished it in the bedroom like there wasn't a full straight through experience like there would be if you went out to the movie theater to go see this and i think that that is a detriment to the film and sort of a detriment to it being on netflix but i would definitely recommend trying to watch this flick just you know, in as close to theater settings as possible. Just watch it all the way through, turn off the lights, everyone shut the fuck up, and we can move on with our experience of this. Marriage Story is not necessarily about the marriage, but more about the divorce of Charlie and Nicole, uh, played by Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. They have a child as well, uh, Henry. And it's basically talking about the process of the divorce from... Uh, when it starts first getting serious all the way through to completion. I thought this flick was really great. Uh, the performances above anything else are just uh, way above a lot of the... It, it. I haven't seen any movies this year, I feel like, where it's just like a two-hander for the most part. It's a lot of Adam Driver, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, but the two of them just work so well together. Um, it's weird because Adam Driver is one of those types who I know people who love him and I know people who hate him. Uh, I personally think that he is wonderful, but I understand how people can feel the way they do about him because I don't feel like I've ever thought of him as the first person I would go to if I was casting X role. Like, I mean, like, so for example, there's like the, you know, oh, I need to cast my millionaire playboy for a movie. Oh, Leonardo DiCaprio might be... Like, you just immediately start thinking about people who would fit that uh, role very well. Adam Driver doesn't really fit into holes really well like that, I feel. Uh, but he's immensely talented, and he's very good in this movie in particular. And Scarlett Johansson, right along with him, I mean, I feel like there was a nice growth in her character throughout the entire movie. Uh, she starts off very, like... Uh, it, it feels like, uh, Charlie was controlling of her without being, like, uh, menacing about it, or, like, you know, going, doing anything harmful. It just sort of seems like she went along with Charlie a lot, and now she wants to be her, and over the course of the movie, I feel there's a real, like, awakening to this sort of, like, she sort of guarded at first, and then as the movie moves on, she becomes more of who she wants to be in her own life. 
And I mean, top to bottom, there's just great people throughout this whole thing. Uh, always nice to see Wallace Shawn. Uh, Laura Dern as the lawyer for Scarlett Johansson was incredible. Um, Alan Alda as Charlie's first lawyer was great. Uh, he has just him and Charlie, uh, him, Alan Alda and Adam Driver together have this really great like sense of timing, and uh, it, it's a good example of sort of like the what you can't teach about acting all in one scene with these two because it, it just works so smoothly and it, it feels so effortless. Um, and then obviously like Ray Liotta towards the end of the movie is the, the lawyer that Charlie eventually goes with. Um, just all throughout, I thought everyone did incredible jobs. Just like the acting is just top notch, top to bottom. Uh, and they're all given good material in which to work with. I'd say one of the problems with the movie, though, and this is, you know, uh, a problem I feel like many people have, is that you don't want, you want to write a character, you want to write a, a, a story about two characters who aren't at fault. You don't want to, like, you, you want people to, to like both of these people throughout the entire process, but it's going to be a contentious process. And because it's contentious, there has to be things about it that come together that create that 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 drama. Uh, but everything that comes along will slightly hurt the the likability of the characters. So, for example, one of the points of contention throughout this is that uh, Charlie had an affair with the stage manager, and that's supposed to like sort of show like, oh, this is why they're getting divorced. But he only did it once, so therefore we're not as angry with Charlie. Though we're still a little bit angry because he got. I mean, like, there's a lot of like gymnastics that's going on to try and uh, continue the likability of these people without making somebody right and somebody wrong in the divorce proceedings. And it's a very delicate line to walk. And I don't think that. Noah Baumbach did a bad job of walking that narrow line. I just feel like it's tough because you want, it just doesn't feel like there's enough drama at times. I mean, like there's great drama in the sense that the, the fights that they have, there, there's notably one huge big fight that's goes on in the mo middle of the movie. Uh, and there's another great one shot of uh, Scarlett Johansson just basically explaining like what she wants, and I mean like the the acting drama is there in spades. The, the the drama I speak of is more of like the plot elements which increase the derision between the two people. And I mean you know it's there there's a lot of talk out there about how autobiographical this movie is because Noah Baumbach went through divorce himself. But, I mean, like, I really don't. I, I, I think that I'm sure there's parts of it that sort of have made their way into the narrative, but it, it feels like a pretty original piece for the most part, maybe just inspired by things that Bombak had to do in order to go through the divorce, and that adds to the same sort of levels of what's going on throughout the course of this. I would say that there is a part of this movie, There, it's like... 20% of this movie sort of feels like a collection of all the most commonly asked questions that Bombac got during his divorce, and he was going to put this into the movie. So, like, there's a thing about how uh, 
not only does Charlie, who's worried about money and paying for the divorce, uh, finds out that he also has to sort of partially fund Nicole's attorneys. And that's how it works with divorce in California. And, you know, it sort of feels like that started with a conversation between Noah Baumbach and somebody else who's just like, tell me something about divorce I didn't know. It's like, well, did you know you're going to have to pay some of your wife's legal? I mean, like, it's sort of like, it. there, there feels like sort of a... Uh, these are moments from my divorce that help explain how divorce happened, but it's not really the same thing as saying this is the story of my divorce up on screen. Uh, and I think that it's not appropriate to necessarily start trying to figure out what parts of the story are based off of real life events and stuff, because it doesn't really matter because oh, as soon as you change anything, it creates a difference uh, between the real world and the narrative. So I sort of talked about like these great dramatic scenes throughout the the movie, and I feel like if I'm thinking about Marriage Story in terms of what I'm going to think back on it, like 10 years from now, how am I going to think about Marriage Story? I don't necessarily think I'm going to take the entire movie as a whole and remember it like, oh my god, that amazing experience seeing that movie. But more than anything, I think I'm going to really remember the moments. There's a couple really key moments throughout this movie uh, that honestly find their way perfectly in time. Like they're, they're paced very well throughout the course of the movie. And these high points are, are just incredible. The argument between Charlie and Nicole where Charlie punches the wall, like there's memes about that whole scene going on. Uh, that one was incredible. Uh, Nicole, doing her, her little rant about what she wants, her little monologue about what she wants. It was like a three and a half minute long, just locked off one shot. And it was incredible. It was gorgeous. It was beautiful. Um, the moments though, I mean like that's, that's, I, I feel like that's what I'm going to remember most about the movie. Just overall, I will say this. Uh, I heard a lot of people, uh, both critically and just sort of out in the world talking about, uh, how they wanted to see this movie because they were a child of divorce. Like, their parents got divorced, and it was really contentious. Or they got divorced, and they don't know if they want to go through watching a movie about other people getting divorced. Uh, I can't speak to it from the from that perspective, per se, uh, because I haven't been divorced. I ha My parents didn't ever get divorced, so I, I don't know how, you know, sort of the, the time that plays out during the period of their divorce that Charlie and Nicole are going through in this movie, uh, I have no real world experience with, but it doesn't feel to me like it is going to bring up some, you know, deep baggage within you or cause you any kind of like harm. I feel like the, the, the story, the story holds on its own. The divorce is the means by which the story happens. This is, this is why we're, in Charlie and Nicole's life at this exact moment is to witness this time. And I don't feel like it would really like negatively harm me to have to see this if I was a child of divorce. 
I, I think back to like High Fidelity is like one of those movies that like it's a great breakup movie, but I'm never in the mood to watch it because if I just broke up with somebody, I really don't want to see it because it's going to depress me. And if I'm like happy in a relationship, then I don't want to see it because it reminds me of all the awful heartbreaks I've ever had. Like this movie, I don't feel like goes to the same levels as far as like making you relive the awfulness of divorce. I think it just sort of like is trying to tell the two the story of two people. And, well, three people, I mean, really, with Henry, because, like, Henry is, like, sort of everything that this divorce is about, is just making it work. Like, how how are these people making it work? And it's not sort of like, uh, this is how awful divorce is as much. You've been served with some leaderboard! I saw this one on Netflix, so everyone can go see this. It's great. I, again, would recommend trying to create as much of a movie theater experience as you can. Uh, the movie starts out right away, like it just jumps right into it. So uh, if you're sitting around like eating dinner and sort of chit-chatting during the beginning, you might miss things. So just uh, for the best viewing experience possible, try and keep quiet and just pay attention the best you can. Moving on to the movie leaderboard. I feel like, I mean, this movie definitely has Academy... Uh, bona fides. I, I think that Adam Driver, for sure, would be nominated for like a best actor or something like that. Uh, Scarlett Johansson definitely has a really good shot at a best actress. Uh, as far as writing or directing, uh, Noah Baumbach could could get that. I think that it's a very well written and well directed piece. Uh, I feel like the competition for that one might just be a little bit tougher. Then it would be for Driver and Johansson for uh, the actor statues. I, to me personally, this feels like a bubble Oscar movie. Like I wouldn't be surprised if it got nominated. I also wouldn't be surprised if it didn't get nominated. I would lean more towards yes, it will get nominated. I don't know if it's. I would I would say that this movie still lacks something. It just lacks a little bit of like stewing the pot a little bit. It just it, it feels like there's there's things that could have been done to make this this piece just a little bit better, but it just wasn't it's the type of thing that doesn't actualize in your mind until you've probably already created and looked at the thing and now you're already you already have all the photos shot, you already have an edited movie. There's not really much you can do at that point. If I had to give it a rating, though, I'd give it an 8.2. Um, incredible acting work. Incredible directing. Incredible writing. Uh, great movie overall. It just, uh, again, it's one of those, anytime you're talking about a movie between an 8 and a 10, it's tough because little tiny things can make such a fluctuating difference. And it's harder when you get to the higher ends, like when you have a good movie and you're trying to figure out how good it is, it's hard to figure out the little tiny things that really separate. Uh, and in this one, it just it just feels like this is sort of the best. This the, I feel like this is the best version of this movie that could possibly exist, uh, given all the people who are involved. You know, Bombback writing the script and directing. You know, like, I feel like with all these pieces, this is the best version of that movie that we could possibly get. Is it the best movie ever made? No. 
uh, it has its faults. But I don't think that that's a detriment to anybody because it is really difficult <laughs> to make a movie that's coherent and good and anything. And this one has... It's, it's, it doesn't ever feel like it's like, you know, like cinematography wise, like it doesn't really feel like it's pushing new levels. Uh, it's a little bit dirtier than a lot of movies that we see out in theaters these days. Uh, but I feel like it, it adds to it. It just sort of like the combination, the sum of all of its parts don't necessarily equal into the best movie of the year. And I think that when you're playing in that garden, then you should, you know, uh, expect that little things are going to detriment how people see the film overall in comparison to the other titles that are going to be in, like, sort of a best picture conversation. Anyway, that's it for me. If you want more, you can go to my website, CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com, Facebook.com forward slash CoreyBakerFilm, and at LegendCB5 on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Uh, I still have to record the Knives Out review that will be coming up shortly. Um, and... On top of that, there's a lot of amazing Netflix content that's coming out before the end of the year. Uh, two Popes, things like that. I definitely want to go see Bombshell. I'm going to be home in Maryland starting this Thursday through the 29th. But my hope is that I will have time while I'm home to not only see movies, but to record reviews of movies and still release them from there. Thankfully, Maryland does have the internet, so we will be able to continue uh, this little review process as long as time allows. So, uh, I thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for subscribing to the page, liking the video, sharing it with friends. I appreciate every single little bit of it. And until the next time, have a great day.